1: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: We love when guests bring gifts within the realm of what we can we can have. And Molly Devaney from Highland Park Market came with buffalo chicken dip, pulled pork, buffalo chicken, like they, they're not poppers. What would you call these?
1: Bites. We call them bites. bites. I yep. can't take a bite
0: while I'm talking. <laughs> uh, and uh, red velvet cake. And what was the other one?
1: Um a chocolate raspberry ganache cake. Man,
0: we're gonna have to come in, you're gonna have to come in with a weekly visit. Okay. <laughs> Especially since food truck Tommy is off until the till the week after. So Molly, it's great to see you, by the way. You good, as well. Good Thanks. to have you in. Um let's start with the Super Bowl, because you brought in like some Super Bowl type foods like Does a store like Highland Park, like, do you do a lot of Super Bowl focused, like, food creation stuff?
1: Absolutely, all weekend from grinders. We do these um, two foot round grinders, which are awesome. Two foot round. Right. So they go on a platter, which is nice. We do the five foot grinders for people, but the two foot rounds are great because they fit on your table. There's no adjusting. It's almost the size, you know, just the size of a large platter, and it just plops down. Um, and it's on this braided bread. It looks beautiful, so the image is really nice. And then you can get whatever you want on it. Um, I did it this week for my girls' book club, and we we had it with you know a grilled chicken and fresh mozzarella. It was it was awesome, um, but you know for regular people. Games like that, they want an so Italian you, you, combo.
0: Right, you pre, you, you pre-, pre-, pre- order, order that stuff.
1: 24 hours in advance for those ones. Can
0: we digress for a second? You and yeah. a girls book club? Yes. Female, women?
1: Female,
0: women, yep. Um, do, okay, because I'm going to, I, I start, the friend of mine started a, a guys book club, which is sort of morphed into, we actually talk about the book. It gets personal, but we, we get, very, and everybody reads the book. Is your book club just like to pour the wine and chit chat, or like do well, you do the book?
1: We do the book, and you know, one thing that was interesting in this book club, we did it at Urban Lodge in Manchester, and instead of doing it at a house, and it was kind of neat to do something different. But the girl that hosted the book club, she she was like, okay, well, I know there's a few people that weren't able to read the book this month with everything going on after the holidays and stuff. So I'm, I I put a, questions in there who for people that didn't read the book, but had to do with some of the old books that we read, or you know, what we enjoyed most, or how big is the group? So about there's about 18 of us well, that's book big book. Yeah, it's a it's a very big large what was book the book? book um the vanishing half
0: What, what I, so, I,
1: haven't, so I never heard of it about two sisters that go two different lives one lives her life as a white woman and one lives her life as a black woman and just all the different you know things that occur in fiction how, how it's much, fiction uh, yes yep was it good it was really good
0: that's interesting yeah I, f- I find like the gender dynamics to be and I don't want to be like I don't wanna come off as stereotyping or sexist or whatever. I it just seems that like based on the conversations I've had with women I'm friends with who are do book clubs and us, like this group our group seems a little more intense about the content than other book groups. And I'm just curious if, you know, the case. I mean if we would probably like really humiliate the person if they didn't read the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> We won't do that. And that's that's, like, that's not happening <laughs> in your no, group. we
1: try to be a little kind, saying, okay, well, this person had a lot going on. Right, you thing. even
0: give them opportunities <laughs> to, to have conversations even if they didn't read yeah, the book. Yeah,
1: just can book. always make them
0: feel part. So much kinder. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Molly Devaney from Highland Park Market here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Uh, so there's a lot a lot of different things I want to get to this morning on a, on, a, on a serious front. You know, we talk a lot about inflation. Months and months ago- and it seems like inflation has sort of eased, but then this everyone and their brother is writing a story about egg prices and and so on and so forth. So, the first question is: Has inflation generally eased or not? And secondly, is this egg thing real?
1: So the egg thing is real. Um, inflation, I think it's still we're still getting cost increases to our prices, and we're having to just sometimes things go out the door and they're below our cost. You know, so it's it's kind of scary. Um, but as far as the egg pricing and so
0: wait, so prices are still
1: they're still high. Up.
0: They are still going up. Mm-hmm. They they haven't gone down.
1: Not in some in some categories they have, not all categories. So for instance, egg prices, egg prices, especially with that losing all those hens a couple of weeks ago with the fire that, that we does had, that have an impact? That has an impact if you're buying locally from and sourcing your eggs locally. So that also is a, there's a whole ripple effect there, right? So the, you know, corn is like the number one thing, like the feed for, you know, it starts off with feed. Feed pricing, once, you know, feed, corn is high, then feed is high, and then feed is high, the price of eggs is high. Um, When we lose hens like that, there's an outbreak um, of the bird flu. There's all these things that factor into it. Egg pricing typically at this time of year will tend to go down, and it tends to go down, and then we'll see it. As it gets closer to Easter, it'll go up a little bit. Hmm. Um, so when, when you're looking at egg pricing, you know, we tell people, look at things. Sometimes the 18-packs, if you can afford, you know, an 18-pack, if your family can use them, take those, use those. If, if you're not looking to buy the six-pack of eggs, if you're not going to go through a lot of eggs and you don't, you know, just less food waste in the system.
0: Are you changing your sourcing? I mean, is it about supply?
1: sometimes you you know during the pandemic we were, were who can we get eggs from it, you know one of our companies that we were dealing with wasn't able to deliver us eggs we were dealing with this other company and they were able to come in and supply eggs but the cost you know it's it, it's crazy it fluctuates so much and you're really just hoping that you you make it through
0: i mean do you i mean you don't have to answer this question nope. but it, there's not there can't be much of a margin on eggs anyway right is it a is it a low margin low product margin product yeah <laughs> so
1: in the, a lot of the times you know unfortunately you're not making a, which is which is okay because it's one of those staple items that people get like milk you're not you don't make a whole lot on milk either it's, it's just certain things within the dairy category that are just you have there they attract customers in and you you want them to feel good about coming in and getting a good price on them
0: have people like gone private label and stuff like that is that stuff happening yeah
1: private label has grown significantly significantly over the past couple of years. One thing about COVID, which was great, is that Private label people tried private label where they never would have in the past, but they tried private label and said, "Hey, this is really not so bad in the qualities there of the product." So depending on what the private label is in the stores, it'll sell. Now you wide. don't have
0: because I read that private label is actually a better margin for absolutely on the grocery. But you have your you don't have your own label, so I don't know if it's still the case.
1: Yeah, so we have some of the items that are Highland Park. Um, you do, yep, some of them. But then also we carry a private label with the um, our wholesaler, and that's Best Yet, the Best Yet brand in our store that you'll see
0: hmm. well listen we got a whole bunch of other things to talk about with molly Devaney, and i'm gonna eat uh we're gonna go to mark christopher in the brown pandarus and scott traffic center mark we have i'm eating some uh what do you call them again Ch- buffalo chicken bites and they yeah they're good they're really good yeah it's really anything good. from mineland park is awesome as you I already agree. know i might have to stop by the farmington one today why don't and, you i think i will well you're coming over right yeah absolutely Go over there get a get a big old grinder for lunch. The sushi's pretty good too. A, I'm not a sushi guy, oh, but no, okay. I, I'm going to stick to the grinders, and right. then I'll get uh, get something from the bakery and um, and just crank out some serious calories. You oh, we're here with Molly Devaney from Highland Park Market. I you know I I am there are certain things I strangely obsess over, and I'm fascinated by the the grocery business, and because I think you get such a window into society and culture and everything and. When it comes to this inflationary period that's put so much pressure on people, I talked about the private label stuff, but you know, are people buying different foods like do you find that there's certain things that just like compared to 5 years ago they're just not buying or they're buying a ton of
1: you know they they focus on their ad, the ad when they come into the store so people will shop your ad that stuff it's is still better. really effective yeah really effective you know during covid all the grocery stores we had to pull all of our ads cuz we never knew what the supply chain was now we're all back with our ads in our stores and i think it's been one of those things that people still now more than ever they're they're shopping the ad they're looking what's on so sale. so
0: something goes on sale and it'll sell out
1: 100% yeah not huh. not sell out totally right right but, but we'll that happens a lot yeah it, yeah it does yes um, yep.
0: and you know when it comes to we were talking off mic and i think it's important because and then my second question is what do you do with food after it's lost you know lost its shelf life and so on and so forth but this is this relationship between fresh Fruits and vegetables, and you know, like canned, and so on, and so forth. There's been a a bit of a shift there, too.
1: Yeah. People, the nutritional value, I think that's one of the things that they're out there talking more and more about. That's the same nutritional value. And that's true. It is true. It is true. And I think that's one of those things that people don't think of going to the frozen food section and understanding that that nutritional value is the same as what I'm going to get over in the produce department. And it's also great for food waste because people, if they don't get to eat their green beans today, they're frozen and they can get to them tomorrow. Um, They're not going to Waste the
0: food. I think we need to do that in my house more because, especially with fruits and vegetables, I find that I have to throw like if I buy a big bag of navel oranges, we don't get through all of them. And then what do you what do you do with it? And I I think I asked this of a, a like a restaurant type question, and I, maybe I probably have asked you this before, but what happens to the food? like you have a system right when your fresh food is no longer able to sell it yeah
1: and that's one of the things that's interesting so um the the state really looked into it and trying to you know go into the grocery stores and how can we give more out and not waste more food in our food system and lose money and too and lose money yeah and i think that's one of the things i remember doing a tour a couple years ago with our local food bank and our food pa- um pantry in manchester and They were like, okay, well, what do you do with this? I'm like, okay, well, these peppers here, they're not good enough to sell in, in the sense that there's markings on them, but we're gonna take these and we're gonna bring them over to the produce department. They're gonna cut them and put them in containers and then there are cut produce items for people. Or you know, it's 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 going to be used in a salad, or it's used in sausage and peppers. And if it can't be used there, what what can we do to it next? Is it you know, you call for the food pickup in the store, and have come one of the different charities that you sign up with come and pick it up at the store, and then bring it to the nonprofit, and then they distribute it out. Or some, in other cases, it's we do stuff like the Lutz Children's Museum in Manchester. So we take some of the stuff. So the berries are in there and they're molded and we're not able to use them. We'll take those berries and then they'll feed the bunnies because bunnies don't care if there's like one thing of mold on. <laughs> but you try to do your best as possible and then – So you
0: will do that and actually go like a – A bad berry will go to a bad bunny.
1: A bad... (laughs) A good bunny. A good bunny. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, But just different things like that. So, you know, we try to do our best to make sure that people are fed first, because that's the most important thing. If we can't use it, then we'll start the whole anaerobic digestive, you know, system. Like, okay, we'll take it, we'll put it out into the bins that we have at our store locations, and then... For, like, composting composting and so on. What
0: about dairy? Do the suppliers take that back?
1: Some stuff they do take back. Not all stuff. A lot of stuff we have to get rid of there, so... um, um, but milk, you know, again, try to use it the best we can. If eggs are close, you know, we're using eggs, we're making quiche, we're doing, you know, different things. So we kind of do our best as possible. Um, but you know, it's been great because there's not been a lot of food waste over the past. You know, yeah, people so have been better. I mean, it's something I,
0: I think about. You know, we're the biggest food wasting country on the planet. You yes. know, and 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 I don't know what the systems are to set up for it. So I'm I'm fascinated. I might as well play all the hits here because I still get a lot of anecdotal evidence of the difficulty in getting p- workers and is that still an issue or are you in good shape because i mean I, I find that like when i go into farmington i see the same faces you know yeah. so i i don't know if it's a problem for you at all
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> um the, so our hours are still limited we're only open till seven o'clock We're years ago we were open till nine
0: and that's only because of staffing and like you would be open later no, if you would, could be
1: absolutely um, it's it's one of those things where we we just we couldn't find we still can't find enough staff some days. Some days, I hate to say it like today we're ok tomorrow. We probably won't be because I'm saying it right now. But you just you just kind of count your blessings and hope you can get through. Um, and, and we we've tried to be a little bit smarter too because if people come in and you know they they get a lot done before we open, but we also have to have people on the backside to be open till seven and to you know get the supply chain like rolling throughout the day to get it out. But it's been. It's been a challenge, and I think you have to be—you have to be good to your employees. You have to say thank you. You have to be engaging with them, and I think that's—that's that's one of the things that's so important is appreciation. That appreciation of well, them. you maybe
0: have always done that. I don't know, but Matt and I were talking off off microphone. I know your microphone; uh, it just tends to. I mean, I'll, I'll turn it off for a second and talk while you, you can just fix it. It won't make noise. So okay. do whatever you want with it. That Matt and I were talking, and he was sort of forced to quit a job at a at a, at a place because. <laughs> If you just really jack it up that way, and then no, pin it up. that Yeah, that might work. Okay, okay. Um, he w- he was sick and, and and really didn't feel it was appropriate to come in, and they were like, "You have to come in," and he was like, "I can't come in," and he had to like quit the job. But now it seems like employers really do bend, are bending over backward, and I'm not sure it's all for good. Like appreciating your employee is a good thing. Allowing stuff that you shouldn't normally allow to keep an employee is not necessarily a good thing.
1: No, it and it's hard, and then you know it, it's tough because then you're not you're not taking care of the people that are good, that are honest people that are there that work so hard day in and day out. So it is, it's that catch twenty two. What am I doing? What it, what should I be doing? And how can I relate this best to them? So it just you know again, it's saying thank you every day. It's it's just being you know there and being kind and understanding and knowing that, you know, sometimes things happen and you can't get upset when somebody gets the flu or, you know, covid or just let it go and just just hopefully they come back to work in a better I attitude. don't
0: know, like managing people seems stressful. It, I mean, I'm so lucky in the sense that and I've chosen careers that I can sort of I can manage myself and that's about all I can handle on most days. Like managing other people with other lives is can be really because you have no control.
1: You don't have control. And that's the thing, though, too. At the end of the day, you're thinking, you're like, okay, well, we're responsible for all of these people and their livelihood, and we want to make sure that we have our best. So, who, you know, when you're choosing your managers, you're really choosing people that you trust enough to help manage and take care of a whole team of people.
0: All right, Super Bowl. So you got the, those huge subs. Uh, what what else can we go to the market and, and get?
1: Oh my gosh, wings are cr- absolutely crazy. We'll sell a ton of wings, and obviously the J. Tim sauce is a great you know thing to complement it with. But we have our Bell and Evans chicken, which is just out of this world. Bell and Evans chicken blows any other chicken. Up, really, you th- can the water. really tell the difference. You can absolutely tell the difference. It's it, it's that much better. So I'll I'll come over someday and we'll we'll do a we'll do a little a, taste, a, test. We'll, we'll do a taste test. Well, I'm excited
0: because you brought in your buffalo chicken dip from Highland Park Market, and my wife makes it, and we're gonna go side by side and see who wins and uh you know we have a pretty a pretty proprietary recipe so I, you know I don't know listen it's always great to catch up with you and you know if you if you want to get your stuff for for the super bowl i mean the an italian sounds good. Really good.
1: Yeah, the Italian combo is a huge mm, win. With some hots in there, yes. a little
0: oil and vinegar.
1: Yes. Delicious. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh,
0: I'm gonna finish up my buffalo chicken. So let's try to catch up a little more regularly. It's cause you can stop by the Farmington store after you know you, yeah. you join us and so on. Mark, maybe you'll see Mark Christopher who's getting he says he's gonna get a grinder um on his way over to here because we're shooting a commercial today.
1: Oh yeah,
0: I actually I'm thinking about whether I should put any makeup on. I dug out some <laughs> of my old makeup, but I don't know. Anyway, Ma, it's great to see you. We'll catch up again soon.
1: Thank you very much. All right.
0: Molly Devaney from Highland Park Market. And number one is the reason I had Molly in, in the first place, I got so you know, consumed with the food I was eating that the major political issue that I want to talk to you about is this whole issue of selling wine in grocery stores. Now, we had the package store folks on and we had a, um, somebody from a grocer's association, but we haven't had a grocer on. And so I, I want to ask you, I want to take a step back first and ask when you first got beer. And again, we don't talk about whatever happens to the package stores. How big a deal was that for your business?
1: It was huge. It was just you know allowing more freedom for customers to be able to come into our stores, do their weekly shop, but also grab their beer while they were while they were in the store shopping. So getting their weekly shop when customers were really doing a weekly shop, and then grabbing that and not having to make a second stop at a package store.
0: And it was good for business, too?
1: Great for business, yeah. Okay.
0: So in terms of wine, do you find it, in terms of value propositions, as big a deal or almost as big or bigger?
1: Bigger. (laughs) Because
0: adults, consumers drink more wine than beer?
1: Yeah, and I think it pairs well with our food. When we talk about coming into our stores and getting a good meal, getting a good steak, getting a good dinner, they're able to get that, you know, a good bottle of wine to go along with it. Um, also convenience customers have been asking for it for a really long time. Now it's one of those things when they walk in and especially somebody who comes from out of state, they're looking at us like, Like, well, Well, where's the wine? (laughs) So it goes hand in hand. And I think that they're just a little disappointed when they come into our stores and don't have it.
0: Now the, the package store lobby's pretty strong. Yes. And so in, and I don't know has, if I've only been back for, you know, this is my third year back. I mean, has this come up every year?
1: It's come up not every year, but it's come up several years now. Um, and, you know, went back to Sunday sales. I remember when we weren't allowed to sell beer on Sundays and now all of a sudden allowed to sell beer on Sundays. Um, it it just, it's, it's, you know, and then it came up a couple years ago, COVID happened. So we kind of forgot, you know, went to the wayside and now it's back again. Um, it's, it's back again and it wouldn't be back again, but if customers are asking for it, that's why it's back again.
0: What uh, sort of rate, the degree of confidence you have that it it might go through?
1: I don't know. I, you know, I think there's a strong fight for it. Um, I think the job as the legislature is to listen to what customers want, what, you know, the residents of the state of Connecticut want. And the survey that we did with UConn said that 84 percent of consumers in Connecticut want wine sold in the grocery And you store.
0: understand, though, why the package stores want to...
1: A hundred percent. I completely agree. I'm not going to not stop going to my package store because they're the people that I go to that are the experts. They're the experts in the field when it comes to wine. They're going to know anything and everything about it. You can't buy you know, liquor in our store. So we're going to have to go there to buy, you know, our rum, our vodka, everything else. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's, you know, those subject matter experts are good. But when you talk about convenience and just having it within the store, um, when a mom's doing her weekly shop, she's grabbing beer in there and saying, well, where's my bottle of wine sometimes. Right. I,
0: you know, personally, I, I won't stop going to a package store, but if I'm in a pinch and I'm on the fly, you want that convenience too. So, I mean, I they view it as an existential crisis, and it'll definitely hurt their business but i don't know if it's an existential crisis and you, you know when it when it comes to these things you you get active people like asking you like you get it in the summer you get some out of town new Yorkers like why don't you have this
1: all the time i think there's people where our store location is especially some of our stores don't have package stores next to them so like our manchester store location is in the middle of nowhere i have to send people a couple miles down the road or send them which direction are you going because it's either 5 miles this way right. 2 miles that way um, and i think that's really what we're looking for is in the, in those areas there, especially.
0: Well, let's keep talking. I, it's a great it's a great topic and one that everyone, honestly, every listener we have, except for the teetotalers, has a vested interest in. So, uh, thank you, Molly Devaney from Highland Park Market.
1: Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.